Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We had some technical difficulties there for the first five minutes to uh, get everybody in the stream tonight. So we are just going to play the intro in just a moment here. So let's welcome everybody in. Thank you guys for joining. We're going to get this episode started in just a minute with our the infamous intro that you guys all like. And uh, DLive will not connect for whatever reason, and uh, it's connecting now. So we couldn't do our five-minute epic countdown like we always do. So we're going to get everybody in here. I just want to say hi to everybody in the chat and all that good stuff. And uh, we'll get the show on the road in just a moment here. I'm seeing the DLive chat is finally up and, up and running. We have, the course, the Foxhole app, dot app in the chat that is running as well great to have everybody here amazing to see i'm so happy everyone's gonna be here hanging out with all of us so there it is i see it up and running all right guys we're just gonna play the intro and we're just gonna jump right into it ladies and gentlemen we'll see you on the other side of it let's do it For tuning in to the land of the real But it's like the twilight zone The plan is surreal It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed Bring it dark to light All the plans they conceal Grab your flashlight It's time to go down the rabbit hole It's dark and hell is hot Dealing with satanic souls The tide is turning Patriots and now in control Apply aggressive pressure right now Until they fold, stay woke Open up guys and keep them healed All they do is lie Realize not everything is real Through Project Looking Glass The future is revealed Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Well, society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now. Enjoy the show. Severe and non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. Welcome to the Woke Society's podcast channel, whatever you want to call this. Welcome in, everybody. It's great to see you all here. I see some people on the Twitch chat. They have beer in hand already. Cheers with some Angry Orchard. That's some good stuff right there. If anybody needed it today, it was definitely uh, Rachel Levine here, as you can see here, mixed in with Mr. Potato Head. We have so much to discuss, ladies and gentlemen, so much to discuss. So how's, uh, how's my co-host doing, man? How you feeling? Man, doing great. Doing great. Glad to be with the Woke Army after a rough day of work. <laughs> yeah, it feels like everyone's uh, begging it for it to be Friday already. Um, yep. But we're almost there, guys. It is uh, Friday Eve, I guess you could say. So welcome in, everybody. It's your boy Scott here from Woke Societies. Welcome in. Get ready for a packed full show of content, as we always have here. We're going to be talking about Andrew Cuomo and the new revelations with him. He's got some sexual allegations now on top of the other on top of the entire world coming on top of him. Now he's got this to deal with. I smell blood in the water, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to hear from some of these victims that lost some family from the nursing homes and from the and from the women who actually had some problems with calling Andrew Cuomo out himself. And there's so much to go through. So much to go through. We're going to talk about that. How the Dems want to take the nuclear codes from Joe Biden. I am not making this up. And of course, we're going to go through and have a reaction uh, type video to what Ron Paul did to Rachel Levine today, guys. It was insane. We're going to go through the five-minute video, and then we're going to have our famous segment at the end of the show, as we always like to do, The Clowns of America. It's going to be great. We have a full-packed show for everybody here. Great to have everyone in the Woke Fam in the house today. It's going to be a great show. So, man, we're going to be doing it all today, man. We're going to be doing it all. So, 
What I would like to do first, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring in the first sponsor of the Woke show tonight, the live stream. Our boys, Matt from Pill.net and the creators of the eFoxhole.app. They've been bringing the heat. They created this platform for us guys, and it's absolutely fantastic. So let's just hear a word from Matt here talking about Pilled.net. Step in the virtual haven of Pilled.net, where you remain an individual. You are in control. Experience all that Pilled.net has to offer. Create dynamic topics with videos, links, text, anything you want, load topics, activate filters, get verified, go live. Escape the onslaught of ads and privacy scares. Let's get back to what social media was meant to be on pill.net. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, guys, let's get some of the uh, household uh, essentials out of the way today, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to donate to the show, because we are not monetized on any any platform right now, DLive took our lemons away weeks ago for the, for the second time, I think, uh, I find it. I can't remember how many times now. Um, if you guys want to send in super chats you can do it right through our cash app and for everyone watching on the foxhole app you have you can see your chat icon if you go right to the uh, little tab next to the chat icon it looks like a little link it'll bring you to the link section where you can find my cash app and you can send a donation directly to the show right now it's the best way to donate to keep this going full time so guys i appreciate it and all that good stuff if you haven't made an account yet on pill.net please go over there it's p-i-l-l-e-d.net and that will give you the same, the login you use for pill.net will be the same login you use for the foxhole.app. And that gets you the chat that's on the screen right now and all that good stuff. Guys, it's an amazing platform. It's a censor-free platform built by Patriots for Patriots. So please go up there and sign in today, man. I'm ready to do this show. I'm ready, man. How about you? Let's do it, man. Oh, and right off the bat, Misty, thank you for the donation out there. Every penny of this is going right back into the channel so we can make this even better. So I appreciate you out there. Damn, nice. Already got some donations rolling. That's awesome, man. Fantastic. So great to see everybody in the DLive chat here. Welcome in, everybody. So great to see you all and on the Foxhole chat. I see it rolling in. You guys are doing great. And yes, <laughs> people, thank you for uh, typing out pill.net and all that stuff because I get, I get pill.net to my email all the time and people just can't seem to get it, but it's okay. So guys, where I want to start here today, because this is so, uh, per this is personal to me because I live out here in New York. Andrew Cuomo has been, he's been around as, as long as I can remember. And it's finally great to see this man get called out for what he is. Um, to me, he's a, he's a murderer. He's killed multiple, multiple hundreds of thousands, thousands of people. And on top of it, he's got some sexual allegations that are coming out. So where I want to begin here is a story that came out just yesterday. There was this little rally out in New York City, guys. And it was had Republicans, Democrats, it had a whole bunch of people, uh, normal people like me and you, um, with signs demanding answers for the loved ones that were lost due to his um, March orders, his uh, government mandate about stuffing infected patients into nursing homes. And this is where we're going to begin today from the Gateway Pundit. So a New York Assembly member, Ron Kim, who I played you guys the video of him um, talking about how he was threatened by Cuomo um, if he were to expose or even talk about the nursing home conundrum. Ron Kim there, a Democrat, and Jesse uh, Jessica Ramos, a Democrat, held a rally. That's the thing I want you guys to notice. These are Democrats. These aren't Republicans. They're holding rallies at City Hall on Wednesday in New York here. Uh, Kim was joined by fellow elected officials, advocates, and the family members of seniors to announce a key list of demands from the Cuomo admin. The victims, they want justice. So, guys, I got a two-minute clip of 
of what this woman said here. And it's very interesting to hear. You can hear the pain in her voice, and you can tell just like everybody else, everybody in this country, man, wants some kind of justice in some way, either for the election, um, people murdering your grandparents, so many things, man. So we'll just take a listen to this uh, this uh, woman's video here, and we'll have a reaction to it. Take a watch. I won't take a lot of time. I'm not a politician. Um, but I thank all of you that came here today. Uh, the support, of course, is incredible. To my family, I lost my in-laws, both my father-in-law and my mother-in-law in separate elder care facilities. We had no idea there was a March 25th order to put over 9,000 COVID positive patients into nursing homes. I wish we had known that. And for 46 days, that mandate was in place until it was reversed and scrubbed off the health department website. And a lot of news agencies, news companies think that this is breaking news. We have been shouting from the rooftops for 10 months, 10 months. And I have yet to hear this governor say in front of a microphone, I am sorry for your loss. That would have been a good start. This is not about politics. It's not about Republican or Democrat. It's about what's right and what's wrong. <laughs> and that's why we're here today. The governor has blamed everyone, everyone except the man that signed the mandate, everyone except the man that has been covering up the numbers. He's blamed God, he's blamed Mother Nature, he's blamed Fox News, he's blamed the New York Post, he's blamed the nursing home workers, those that went in there and tried to care for my loved ones when we could not go in or have wakes or funerals or have rights or hold their hands. We did not see them. The only time my husband was allowed to go see his mom was when she was dead through a glass window. What is that? That is not humanity. So we have to make sure this never happens again. And to Ron Kim, who has been by my side from the very beginning, who has been so brave, who has had personal loss, because I'll tell you right now, it's the ones that have had this loss that will be the ones to usher in change. And I speak for all of the families here today and for all of the families who don't have a voice. We are grateful, we are grateful for your support and we will not stop even when these cameras shut down. Thank you. So I find you could tell she's fired up. She's That's real. That was ex yeah. that was very real. And the thing is about all this man is being out here in New York, that this man Andrew Cuomo if you guys haven't noticed, he's a straight narcissist. I think he's somewhat psychopathic in a well, in a way as well. And the thing is, he has yet to apologize for any of this at all. And that, to me, is a telltale sign of a uh, of a narcissist. And not even having any condolences for the people that have lost anybody. And this man is going to put the blame on literally everyone else. And even last week, as we saw him talk, he put all he started blaming the workers themselves, the people that are literally trying trying to save these people's lives. And I was in a federal, a state maximum prison. When I saw those orders, every order that went through was given to these state prisons as well. And I saw the March order myself on the walls. And after a while, it was taken down just like it was scrubbed off the uh, New York State Medical's website. It was gone, completely scrubbed off the internet. Why? We can we can all assume why he did that, man. But what's your reaction to this woman's, uh, woman's uh, fiery heat there? It is the uh, it's the first time I've enjoyed hearing something from a Democrat I, that I could tell it was real. I could tell it was human. You know what I mean? I, I I can feel the pain in all of that because 
it just takes me back. I hate to have to relive the memory, but it just takes me back to that time when all of this kind of was starting up and you could feel the fear that was perpetrated to the public. I mean, look guys, I, I wore a mask at first. Okay. I mean, it scared me. Okay. And oh, yeah. probably a lot of y'all were scared out there whenever we just didn't know what the heck this was. And this guy right here decided that he was going to do one of the most evil things that's been done throughout this last year. And not only were the actions taken, but they were hidden from the public. And whenever the public started to find out about it, he took away the evidence of it so that you couldn't even go read the paperwork on the, on the website or anywhere. Like you said, it wasn't even hanging up in the jail walls anymore. I mean, this lady is being real and she's going after him. And I hope that I hope that those emotions will drive the public to stand behind her and anybody else is going after this psychopath, man. He needs to be behind bars. I mean, <laughs> behind bars or in one of his own nursing homes. Am I right? Yeah, man. I just, I was just thinking of something funny. Like if Andrew Cuomo were to go down and actually be in prison and he's sitting next to somebody that went to jail for making memes, I just, considering what we're going through <laughs> um, of where we are, I couldn't just imagine that that would be the such 2021 thing. And everyone in the chat is saying that is uh Janice Dean, she's from Fox News. I guess she does the weather. I don't even watch Fox News, guys, so thank you for bringing that up. I wouldn't have known that uh, regardless. But um, to me, I'm just looking at a woman that is, is is visibly hurt. And it's not just her. It's so many. It's hundreds and thousands of other families that couldn't be with their loved ones. They, If they were able to even see them, it was through some plastic wall where you couldn't even touch skin. You can't touch hands. And on top of it, they died alone. They, they die, they don't, they're not even dying around family members. They're either dying alone or they're dying with people that aren't family. And on top of it, you can't even have a damn funeral for your own family member. I see some people in the chat saying this makes me literally cry. It should make you cry. And the worst part about it is this man that was in charge of all this is blaming literally everybody and everybody beside himself. The man that's in charge of it. And he had this little conference today dude, with uh, with all these governors, with Joe Biden. And I didn't have the video here. And Joe Biden didn't even wink an eye at Andrew Cuomo about anything. Joking around with them, pounding around with them. These guys literally will protect their own. But out here in New York, things are getting pretty uh, hairy, to say the least. And the next article I want to show you guys is from the Red State. Saying that honeymoon is over. Floodgates open as reporters, lawmakers, and others detail abuse by Andrew Cuomo. And it's like, when they said honeymoon, this honeymoon's lasted like three over four years, man, by this point. This ain't no honeymoon. This no. was business as usual for Andrew Cuomo. And if you guys didn't know this, you're about to find out right now how things are done out here in New York. It's literally mafia-style tactics um, from the head down all the way to the media. And you guys are going to see right now what I'm talking about. Now that the dam is broken, everyone from reporters to lawmakers to state workers are stepping forward to detail allegations of political intimidation and verbal abuse from Cuomo that dates back to well before the start of the pandemic. For example, former city and state editor-in-chief Morgan Pem wrote in the New York Post this week about his alleged experiences in dealing with the Cuomo admin. One of them was, this is from 2014, guys. This is how long ago this stuff was happening. This is what I'm saying. This stuff has been, this is business as usual. The media... The ones that have put this guy on a pedestal have kept it quiet until now, which makes me, it makes it super suspicious, dude, that they're all coming together now to get this man out. So the excerpt says it was 4.30 a.m., so I pulled the bathroom door shut in my one-bedroom Brooklyn apartment to answer the phone. Without waking my then-five-year-old on the line was Melissa DeRosa, 
Governor Cuomo's then communications director. Remember, guys, Melissa DeRosa was also one that leaked out that they were hiding the deaths from the nursing homes because they were afraid of the reaction from the DOJ. Remember, that's who this was. She was threatening to destroy me. While the the April 2014 call I received from DeRosa didn't come directly from the governor, I knew it bore the full weight of his power. City and State, the New York Politics magazine I edited at the time, was about to publish a story exposing Cuomo's machinations to distort the final report issued by the Moreland Commission on public corruption. So you guys can see here, any kind, any anything that has to do with a journalist, anything that has to do with any stories that are going to be coming out in the next coming days or weeks, phone calls are made to threaten these people, and most like, and most of the time, it's going to be their careers, as you can see here. Pem said he received a text from an Albany insider that last week that read, "Everyone has an Andrew Cuomo story," and apparently Cuomo's bowling is so pervasive that stories have been axed by editors who have, who have been afraid to get on his bad side. To me, I find it this sounds like the same shit that happened when NBC axed the uh, Epstein story that had that had a lot of information on Bill Clinton's involvement. Same thing I'm seeing here. And editors kill legitimate stories because of his threats. Reporters shy away from promising tips. Sources stay silent. Pem claimed while calling on others to share their stories. And they have. And in a piece published by the New York Times earlier this week, it was noted that it was a running joke in media and political circles in New York about how Cuomo and his handlers would bully people he viewed as opponents. And the last thing I want to say from this article says the everybody knew aspect of these stories is disturbing to me. Everybody knew but said nothing. While it's good the inconvenient truth about Cuomo is finally coming out, it absolutely should not be taken, should not have taken this long for it to happen. I don't doubt that there were journalists in New York who were fearful of Cuomo and his wrath, but I also don't doubt that another reason why this was only well-known primarily in political and media circles until now is because Cuomo was their guy, was their guy, warts and all, man. And he was their guy very, very recently, man. Not too long ago. I'm, I'm old enough to remember, I find it, this man receiving an Emmy and Joe Biden actually coming out and saying he's the gold standard of how to handle a pandemic. What's your reaction to all this, man? This is insane. Yeah, no, just a while back, he was the poster boy for uh, going up against Trump. You know, they they wanted to get up there and praise this dude and keep all the deaths in the nursing homes under wraps. They didn't want anybody to know that jump, man. I mean, it's we've talked about the backdoor deals a couple weeks ago on this show. And I think we've all learned a little lesson from Wall Street bets, you know, going on. We got an education on that for this example. He bought the shorts on the public. All right. That's what he did. (laughs) He bought the shorts on the on these nursing homes for people. That's why he doesn't have any guilt in all of this, because didn't he get a big old raise? He also gave gave himself himself a raise. raise. Yep. He gets an Emmy. He buys the shorts on people to go into nursing homes because he gave the hospitals deals. And so he's getting kickbacks from all of that, too. That's why this dude doesn't care, because even if he's removed from his office, he's thinking he's still going to get, going to, get to keep his pennies, man. Absolutely. I'm seeing in the chat, too, on Fox. So you guys are making great points. Look at Cuomo, not Hunter and Joe. You're all right. Um, t- Texas Grammy 22. You're all right. It's all about covering something else up. And I absolutely I, I that's why I'm saying, man, this has been going on so long out here in New York. That's why when when Janice was yelling, this has been we've been trying to we've been yelling this for ten months, guys. We've been yelling this stuff for years, even before the pandemic, that this guy was a douchebag and a schmuck. But the the, the the problem with New York is the city runs everything, whether the machines are fraudulent, they're manipulating votes. We have no idea. But the thing is, New York City dominates the rest of the state. Most of the state is red when they vote, 
the populace, the majority, unfortunately, is in the city. So that I guess that has more weight on what, what state goes blue or not. It's an absolute joke. But the problem is here, it's not just the things going on with, with uh, the way he handled the pandemic, the allegations between media circles. Guys, the thing is, when a man s- sets a schedule for the media for only one day a week and each reporter gets one question each for the entire week, guys, this doesn't even, does that even sound like America to you? This sounds like Chinese state media that's being run out here. And this is what Cuomo has been doing since the beginning of the pandemic. And half the time, he was trashing Trump and most of most of his uh, media get-togethers. An absolute joke. And if anybody even, even questioned him or challenged him, he would mock the reporter, belittle them. This is the way it's always been. But the problem is now, man, the problem is now, you have all these other things that Cuomo has been dealing with and all these allegations are building up. It was already bad enough that his aide said they were hiding things because they were afraid of what the DOJ would do. Now it's coming out that sexual allegations and women coming out um, that have been harassed sexually, even kissed, and even been, uh, been asked to play strip poker with this man are coming out. And this is where it's getting interesting, guys. This is from the New York Post. XA Lindsay Boylan details sexual harassment allegations against Governor Cuomo. And here we go. A former aide of Governor Cuomo on Wednesday provided new details to back up her claims of sexual harassment, including an allegation that New York's top elected official kissed her on the lips without warning inside his Manhattan office. Lindsey Boylan, now a Democratic candidate, again, another Democrat, candidate for Manhattan Borough President, made the stunning allegations in an essay posted on the Medium website. Boylan said the incident took place after her 2018 promotion to be Cuomo's deputy secretary for economic development and special advisor to the governor, a job initially turned down because I didn't want to be near him. We were in his New York City office on 3rd Avenue, she wrote, and as I got up to leave and walked toward an open door, he stepped in front of me and kissed me on the lips. I was in shock, but I kept walking. Afterward, Boylan wrote, I came to work nauseous every day, then resigned on September 26, 2018. Boylan also alleged that Cuomo suggested let's play strip poker while they were flying home from October 2017, even in the Western New York on his taxpayer funded jet. Isn't that nice? Any New Yorkers out there, this has got to make you feel fantastic. Cuomo made the comment as he as he and Boylan sat facing each other with this press aide to her right and a state trooper behind us, according to her essay. Governor Andrew Cuomo has created a culture within his admin where sexual harassment and bullying is so pervasive that is not only condoned but expected. I find it. I'm seeing a trend here, my friend. It yep. seems like there is a a some behavior here that is just expected, and we're going to normalize it. This is the worst part. But as we go in here, it says, Boylan made her bombshell claims in the wake of the Post's recent revelation that top Cuomo aide Melissa DeRosa privately admitted his admin hid the total numbers and the worst part about it, man, and I'll get your I'll get your um, take on all this. It's not just her that's coming out. Boylan wrote an essay describing two other women who reached out to her, describing their experiences, and this is what they said. One described how she lived in constant fear, scared of what would happen to her if she rejected the governor's advances. Sounds to me like her, him and uh, Joe Biden have a lot in common. The other said she was instructed by the governor to warn staff members who upset him that their jobs could be at risk. Both told me they were too afraid to speak out. Man, when you wield this much power, when you're supposed to be a public figure and you're doing that, and nobody should be surprised by this, ladies and gentlemen. Nobody should be should be, uh, be surprised by this. This is stuff that we've been hearing out here in New York for years. The media is so ass backwards, so up the Democrats' ass. It doesn't matter. And the worst part about it is, dude, I remember when um, 
Cuomo went off on, on Kavanaugh about all the allegations about him. And here we are. And remember, the Me Too movement was a big thing with, with uh, Cuomo. And mm-hmm. here we are again. Here we are again. And he's in the middle of it now. And we're going to hear a video from him just in a minute about his, how his administration feels about sexual harassment. But what do you think about all this, man? Sick, dude. I mean, it seems like every, sing- every single time that anybody in power gets caught, 10 stories come up right behind them about sexual allegations. And you can always tell <laughs> yeah. which ones are, are real and which ones aren't. Um, just by, by the way you can judge the person, the way they carry themselves and everything like that. And I mean, throw the whole kitchen sink at this dude. He needs to be behind bars and I don't care for what reason. Um, I mean, it's just terrible to see, man. And how would you feel like if you're trying to get, if, if you've been working for years to have a career and you finally, you've been climbing this ladder and you get a position where you think, okay, here, I've got it. I get to work for, you know, one of the highest offices in the state and you get there and this, and you get treated like this. I mean, it's terrible that, that it'll happen anywhere, but I am glad that it's being shown as always. I'm glad that it's being exposed. That's what we're here for. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. No, for real. And it's, it's just great to see that this, that this man is um, finally getting, hopefully he hasn't been charged with anything yet. And the thing is there's articles of impeachment being written up by the Republicans and, and there's formal investigations that are going to be called on both sides about this guy, guys. And that's the thing. If that comes to pass, my thing is, have we seen justice for any of these crooks yet, guys? I haven't seen any, so I'm not going to put out that, that, that hope porn out there. Um, we're going to have to wait and see. But I want you guys to see something because he had a take on sexual harassment very recently about him and his office and how that's just – that's something that is just not, not allowed in his administration. Let's listen to what Cuomo had to say about all this. Well, women, that this administration chronically uh, – exemplifies. After the Me Too movement, they did absolutely nothing when it came to sexual harassment. Uh, They have always diminished the charges of women. Always, consistently. And they're doing it again. To cheapen or ridicule the pain a woman suffers from a sexual attack uh, is disgusting. Sexist and disgusting. Uh, to second guess how a woman should have acted after a sexual attack is sexist and disgusting. Uh, I mean, it's just insensitive. You don't understand the pain. You don't understand how the system tortures the person <laughs> who wants to come forward. So he wants he wants every woman hurt. I find it. He wants every woman hurt for any allegation that's happening. And the thing is, I don't know if this was ex- very very recent or within the last couple of days, but it's going to be very interesting to see what his reaction is going to be to these allegations. I can guarantee you he's not one to take blame for anything. So I can guarantee you that take that he just had is also going to blow up. And this was uh, just something, another quick tweet here right underneath that video. Cuomo says, we believe you and we'll fight for you. And Governor Cuomo, I'm believing all survivors to Dr. Christine Blisey Ford and all survivors of sexual assault. We believe you and we will fight for you. That was on October 6th of 2018. So I'm going to be very curious to see if he's going to have the same attitude towards multiple women now coming out and, and accusing him of things. If they want to be heard too, or is he just going to, is he going to threaten them or has he already threatened them um, and put their names in the dirt? I'm really curious to see what's going to happen, man. Yeah, man, me too. And I'll, I'll give everybody a little tip here. I watched that that video the first time and I listened to it with sound on. And then I went back and watched it on mute. And you can look at his eyes. You can see his, his you know, the, his body and the way he's moving and everything. You can tell that he practiced that 
before he went on camera that he practiced that whole thing. And, and probably in the back of his mind, he was like, all right, I know this isn't true, but I'll have to come out here and say it like this. You know, I got to make him believe me. That's, that's the kind of, you know, that's the kind of look on his face that I'm seeing and the way that he's moving his eyes around and everything, man, he's just a total freaking liar, man. And I don't, I don't know how anybody could actually get up there and think that it's believable for one. I mean, he's terrible at lying. <laughs> uh, while you were giving your point here, I had the I had the video on screen playing on mute, and you could tell, dude. Every all this stuff is calculated. All this stuff. These guys don't do what Trump does, where Trump will just walk out. He'll have a script and be like, "Nah, I'm not going to use a script." And literally, last last minute, decide I'm going to just I'm just going to speak like a real human being. These guys, they're everything is calculated and scripted out for these people. Um, it's all through PR to uh, to get to not get to not cause any more damage than's already being done. And none of these people, when they get up in front of these cameras, they, they're not, they don't mean anything they say. They normally don't. And this is exactly what we're seeing in the eyes of this, of this, I consider him a demon at this point. But the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, it's not, it's not just these Democrats, Republicans, normal people like us screaming for this guy to be investigated. Mayor de Blasio, who's another, another clown, Running, uh, running one of the most one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Not anymore. Mayor De Blasio came out today and said this that he wants to call for an independent investigation into the sexual harassment allegations of Lindsey Boylan made against Governor Cuomo. I don't know what weight that brings if Mayor De Blasio is calling for it, but I just thought that was notable that he also wants something to be brought brought in against him. And we're gonna have to see how this goes. And I don't know what's gonna happen, guys. I would love to know what you guys think. People are saying hang him from his nipple rings. <laughs> I mean, I'm not about that. I mean, I just if this guy goes to jail or to prison, I would absolutely love to see that. And I know there would be a celebration in many of these counties out here in New York if that were to happen. I don't know about New York City. There'd probably be. I would have to ask Severe um, if what he would think. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people out in New York City as well, but. Man, oh, man. Do you have any final thoughts on this, man, before we get to the uh, nuclear codes? Uh, yeah, reading that Mayor de Blasio is calling for an independent investigation. I know everybody out there is tired of hearing that word, investigation, you know, because it just – it's feelings of emptiness when you hear that. But I will tell you this. Uh, there are investigations that go through that actually come out on the right side, and let's hope that this is one of them. You know what I mean? Absolutely, and I'm seeing uh, Oswego, New York out here. This is from Tiger Lauren. Oswego, New York, we will celebrate <laughs> – <laughs> and other people are saying prison is too good for this reject. I hear you guys. Yeah. I hear you. His brother is no better. Neck deep in, in a fire anthill. Okay, that's it. <laughs> I can feel I can feel it, guys. I can feel you. Cuomo, Cuomo and, de Bla, and Blasio, de Blasio are both pukes. I hear you guys. Trust me. I've been living out here my entire life. They, they have ruined a lot. And Heather, thank you so much for the donation. Uh, she says, for there's a special place in hell for Cuomo. Yeah, there is. And I don't, you know... We're going to have to see how this plays out, but either way. All right, guys, I want to transition gears here to this other story that I thought it's not surprising. It's not surprising, but it's got to be talked about. There was a letter written from, uh, this was from Jimmy Panetta and from Ted Lieu, along with a bunch of other Democrats that signed in onto this. I don't know if you guys saw this, but they wrote a letter to Joe Biden and this is from The Truth, One Forever Seeking on, on Twitter here, saying the letter to U.S. president wanting him to relinquish control of nuclear codes to Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi, which is against the U.S. Constitution. This was spearheaded by CIA Leon Panetta's son, Jimmy, who would just happen to get himself elected to Congress, signing on 
is Ted Lou. Now, guys, CIA Leon Panetta, he was uh, he was Obama's CIA director and did a ton of shady shit with our country. So many things. And his son now is in Congress. I don't know. How, that was probably a lot of backdoor deals done. But they wrote this letter, guys, asking Joe Biden from Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris to relinquish the nuclear codes, which is absolutely against the U.S. Constitution. But they asked anyways. And this was the letter that they wrote. And they started out with, we write to respectively request that you consider modifying the decision-making process the United States uses in its command and control of nuclear forces. And they go on to all these um, explanations saying how one person controlling this is, this is not a good thing. And they want to relinquish these powers to Nancy Pelosi and even Kamala Harris, ladies and gentlemen. We know how unhinged these people are. I can't believe they actually put this in a public letter that this is out there, that they actually wanted these codes from Joe Biden. I mean, as, as far as I know, I find it that that's never been done. Everybody knows once you're president, you, you know, you get the nuclear football and that's going to, you know, that you only have the codes for in case, God forbid, there was ever a nuclear fallout. And people were calling against Donald Trump saying orange man bad having these codes and he was going to start this nuclear war in North Korea with Iran, which never even happened. Didn't have a war for four years, which was fantastic. And now we have a senile old man with dementia, clearly declining. And he has control of the nuclear closes. That's already bad enough. Now you want to talk about Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris having the codes, man? If I had to choose, I want to know in the chat. If you had to choose between two, would you rather have Nancy Pelosi or Joe Biden at the controls of the nuclear codes? What do you think, man? Man, a dementia patient or an alcoholic, that's tough whenever you're talking about buttons for nukes. Um, (laughs) That is, uh, yeah, and I'll see you out there, Whiskey Blues. I just saw that. Um, That's that's something, okay, Pelosi's already tried to do this, um, not with Biden, but with Trump. And it's it's crazy in my mind because we have no idea what these people would do with it. We've been four years without war. We've been four years without war in the rest of the world. And they have been foaming at the mouth to get the power to this. And I don't know about you, but last year, uh, before the election, before all of this BS, whenever we saw Kamala and Biden on the ticket, uh, I put out the bet for six months. I didn't think that he would be in there for more than six months. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember what you were thinking about it, but this is one of those signs that shows me um, that they don't want him in there. You know, that, that, what do you think about it? No, man, I don't. My, I didn't think he's going to last a year. That's my personal experience, man. And the thing is, what we're seeing with Joe Biden right now, um, we're seeing it with the State of the Union address. Um, we were wondering when is he going to do it? When's he announcing for it? I think Trump did his on February 27th um, when he was inaugurated. And from what I'm hearing now, man, because I've been talking, I've been making this point for a while. I can't wait to see the state of the union because this man's going to have to sit in front of Congress in front of the entire nation. And I don't think there's a teleprompter that's big enough that can fit inside that room <laughs> for him to talk about all these things that need to be talked about with the country with Texas, with COVID we're seven weeks in man. And people still don't have their, uh, their, their checks from the government yet for COVID response. And on top of it, how is this man going to speak for 90 minutes straight? without having a million gaffes or something, just blubbering something stupid out. And now they're going to be blaming domestic terrorism, Mike. That's what I'm seeing. It's going to be going from COVID to domestic terrorism. 
And I don't know if this is the same play that Nancy Pelosi is trying to do, trying to pull and say, with everything going on with the pandemic, with all these domestic terrorists running rampant all over the place, um, we need access to these codes. And the weird thing about this, man, with all this, is that this has been, even when Trump was still in office, technically, Nancy Pelosi was trying to get access to this. And this, this should just describe to everyone out there that these people are beyond sick and they're beyond power hungry to the point where they, the Constitution means literally nothing to them. We know it doesn't mean anything to them because well, what happened with the election just recently? The state legislators, I don't know why, they were asleep. They knew after a while what their power was and nothing happened. They were trampled on. That is in the Constitution and that was trampled. Everyone knew it. And the media didn't want to talk about it. And here we are with a, with a forced-in president that nobody wanted. Nobody wanted. Trump got over 80 million, 80 million votes. They were talking about it on Steve Bannon's uh, show today. But the problem is, man, these advances for these nuclear codes was occurring before Biden was even in office. And what am I talking about? This is from usnews.com, where the story is about General Milley confirms Pelosi conversation, distance, uh, distances Pentagon from talk of disarming Trump. And Speaker Pelosi is the one that initiated this with the chairman um, saying Mark Milley, the chairman of the G joint staff, tells U.S. News he answered her questions regarding the process of nuclear command authority. So Pelosi was the one that initiated this call in the first place. And General Milley was Mark Milley was like, "Okay, I guess we're going to go through this and I'm going to explain to you why you're wrong. And I don't even know what this is, dude. I don't know if you're looking at my screen, but some weird Chinese mask popped up on my screen. <laughs> yeah, I see it. <laughs> That's creepy. Uh, Pelosi wrote that she discussed with Milley available precautions for, for uh, preventing an unstable president from initiating military hostilities or accessing the launch codes and ordering a nuclear strike. The situation of this unhinged president cannot be more dangerous, and we must do everything that we can to protect the American people from his unbalanced assault on our country and our democracy, Pelosi wrote. The thing is, man, he was already on his way out. The election, we already knew the election results as this was coming out. We knew they were fraudulent, but we didn't know if it was going to get fixed. We didn't know military was coming. We didn't know anything at this point. And the thing is, we're still seeing these same tactics used by Pelosi um, right now with the president that's in office now. So what I want to, my question is, is what faith does she have in this current president right now that her actions are saying a lot more than her words right now as when she goes in front of these cameras and watching Joe sign all these things and she's clapping. You can tell she's smiling behind her stupid mask. What do you guys think? To me, this shows that there is no faith in this president. This man is a puppet and she is still trying still trying to get uh, hands on these codes, man. It's just, it's absolutely nuts. It is. And they, you know, we know that they pushed him up a, up a hill in a wheelbarrow. And right now it's looking like they just want to dump him out of it. And uh, my question that popped up in my mind is who's telling Pelosi to, to do all this? Uh, because I, I strongly believe that she's not operating independently in all of her actions. There's, there's absolutely no way that she is coming up with every move that she makes because nobody in Congress, nobody in politics does. So, you know, we've, we've looked into Pelosi a good bit over the, well, for me, at least over the past year to, uh, you know, find some details about where she stands on a lot of things. And we know she's all tied up in Dominion voting and, uh, and, and that her money is over the pond, um, things like that. So, 
I would like to get a hold of the phone calls. I'd like to get a hold of the communications that she's having that, that she's being told to go and try these things because we knew they were going to put the puppet up there. We just didn't know how long he was going to be there. And so when we see the signs coming around that they're wanting to get the nuclear codes and all of this stuff, that's one of the telltale signs right there that, that we should be looking for and digging on to see who, who is it that's really wanting those. Absolutely, man. No, for no doubt. No doubt. And that's funny. It's like General Milley got a 3 a.m. drunk call from Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> that's probably exactly what it was. I don't know who said that. I missed that in the D-Live chat, but thanks for uh, pointing that out there. But last thing I just want to bring up on this, man, we, I, we're not going to dive into this, but it was just this PDF that I was able to find. Um, while all this was going on, um, Congress, on December 3rd, you guys can see here in this PDF, um, they, Congress wrote up a white paper pretty much researching the is is having one person in control of this system a good thing and you can tell guys there is this push this push for power to take power out of president's hands and give it to members of congress um like this says right here in recent years some members of congress and analysts as outside government have questioned whether the commander-in-chief should have the sole authority to launch a nuclear strike in all circumstances i mean isn't this what the generals and the military aides isn't that what they're there for why would you want somebody like Nancy Pelosi giving any kind of guidance about whether to strike a country or or whatever? And the weird thing is to me, man, he, the Dems said they were so confident that they won the election, yet they were afraid that Trump was going to what? Nuke a random country or use the nuke against our own? Like, I don't get what their, what their play was there. But apparently she was very afraid of Trump. This just tells you guys how much fear, as much as the deep state... And these, and these evil politicians put up roadblocks for Trump. It still shows you with all the limitations in the media onslaught that he had to go through, how much this man genuinely scared these people, these people that were used to their power hungry ways. And they, he made them the most vulnerable. I think we're ever going to see them. And I'm hoping, I'm hopefully hoping these, uh, this is going to, they're going to stay weakened like they are. And we're going to get our country back. That's what I'm hoping for. But my God, dude, my God, again, just to, just to uh, put this last point on, there was nearly three dozen House Democrats on Monday that called for this. And one of them, of course, not surprisingly, was Ilan Omar um, that wanted to give, uh, give power to Congress as far as nuclear codes. Not a surprise at all that Ilan Omar was on there and Jim Acosta and some other well-named, uh, well-named names that we know of here. Absolutely insane. So, guys, just real quick, thank you so much for dropping uh, these donations here. Keep the super chats coming on the cash app. My mods keep dropping those links. I have been noticing also, guys, that you've been buying for um, our baby shower. Me and the wifey, uh, Mrs. Woke, we really appreciate all the things that you're getting for us for the new or our new baby Odin coming. And keep, thank you guys. Just any way supporting us at this point is super appreciated. Now, we're going to get into this video, man. And this video is of Ron Paul. And I'm, I, if you guys didn't see this, you're about to see it right now. We're going to have a reaction to this video. It's five minutes long, but we're going we're gonna to have a reaction to uh, certain points throughout this video. We're going to watch the whole thing. This is Ron Paul today grilling. I just want to make sure I get her name right. This is Rachel Levine. This is the uh, woman out of uh, Pennsylvania that pretty much adopted the same kind of garbage as far as dealing with COVID patients in nursing homes, did the same thing. And ladies and gentlemen, I didn't realize till today that she's transgender. It makes so much more sense now um, with all the memes that have been coming out, 
even after the past year with COVID. So much makes sense to me now. And I don't know, I must have been living under a rock, guys. I didn't realize this, <laughs> I find it, till today, that she was transgender. But the only, the only reason why she is coming on, that she is even newsworthy today, is because Biden wants to bring her in on his medical staff um, to make decisions, medical decisions um, for kids and puberty blockers. And guys, I'm going to play this video and we're going to, we're going to make some points as we play it. And it's going to, it's disturbing. And the only reason why I made this video today um, to bring to you guys is because of her reaction to Ron Paul's questions is beyond, is even more disturbing than the content itself. Let's get this started, man. Here we go condemned genital mutilation has been condemned by the who the united nations children's fund the united nations population fund according to the who genital mutilation is recognized internationally as a violation of human rights genital mutilation is considered particularly egregious because as the who notes it is nearly always carried out on minors and is a violation of the rights of children most genital mutilation is not typically performed by force but as WHO notes that by social convention, social norm, the social pressure to conform, to do what others do and have been doing, as well as the need to be accepted socially and the fear of being rejected by the community. American culture is now normalizing the idea that minors can be given hormones to prevent their biological development of their secondary sexual characteristics. Dr. Levine, you have supported both allowing minors to be given hormone blockers to prevent them from going through puberty, as well as surgical destruction of a minor's genitalia. Like surgical mutilation, hormonal interruption of puberty can permanently alter and prevent secondary sexual characteristics. The American College of Pediatricians reports that 80 to 95% of prepubertal children with gender dysphoria will experience resolution by late adolescence if not exposed to medical intervention and social affirmation. Dr. Levine, do you believe that minors are capable of making such a life-changing decision as changing one's sex? Now, before it answers, I'm seeing a lot of people saying it, it. The thing is, guys, she is a pediatrician as well. And that to me is shocking that people have brought their children to this to this woman asking for medical advice. And this woman's going to be making medical decisions potentially for the entire country. Listen to what Ron Paul had just said there, asking about genital uh, mutilation, um, children deciding how they can take surgeries, make surgeries on themselves to change who they are, puberty blockers. I find you have anything to say before we get this answer from her? Oh, man, I'm, I'm almost scared to hear it again. Let's 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 go ahead. Let's do it. <laughs> Here we go. Guys. Let's do it. Well, Senator, thank you for your interest in this question. Um, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field um, with robust research and uh, standards of care that have been developed. And if I am fortunate enough to be confirmed as the Assistant Secretary of Health, I will look forward to working with you and your office and coming to your office and discussing the particulars of the standards of care for transgender yeah, medicine. This thank you for the watered-down PR bullshit. That's not even an answer. That's not even an answer. That's you not answering the question. He asked you a direct question. Do you do you feel this is okay? You're going to be the secretary, one of the secretaries of health, and you can't answer that, dude. What what the hell is going on here? Uh, I just want to I just want to preface. I don't give a shit what is in between somebody's legs. All right, but <laughs> when you get asked a 
a question point blank, and this is your chance. This is your chance to stand up and tell America, hey, you're being introduced. You might be getting this job, right? I want to know your opinion. Why don't you tell America about some of these these big topics? Because they're huge. These are these are crazy topics that we're even having to have a conversation about. But and just ignore the whole thing. Just have a written answer and just ignore the whole thing and say, no, nah, I don't want to tell America about that right now. But I'd be happy to discuss it with you behind closed doors after I get the job. That's that's what this is, man. It's it's freaking sick. It's sick that that you you get asked something like this and you don't want America to know what you think. You don't. And that's the thing. We I'm not going to answer your question in front of America. I would gladly like to I can talk to you behind closed doors. What is that what? No. Now is the time to answer this. You're get you're going to be giving kids an option to do this stuff to themselves. Kids. Kids. I don't even know if parents are going to be able to have an input on this, according to them. But watch, listen to Ron Paul's reaction to this, uh, to this answer, because, again, this is a robust, robust and complicated area right now. specific question was about minors. Let's be a little more specific since you evaded the question. Do you support the government intervening to override the parent's consent to give a child puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and or amputation surgery of breasts and genitalia? You have said that you're willing to accelerate the protocols for street kids. I'm alarmed that poor kids with no parents who are homeless and distraught you would just go through this and allow that to happen to a minor. I would hope that you would have compassion for Kira Bell, who's a 23-year-old girl who was confused with her identity. At 14, she read on the internet about something about transsexuals. She thought, well, maybe that's what I am. She ended up getting these puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones. She had her breasts amputated. But here's what ultimately she says now. And this is a very insightful from decision from someone who made a mistake but was led to believe this was a good thing by the medical community. I made a brash decision as a teenager, as a lot of teenagers do, trying to find confidence and happiness, except now the rest of my life will be negatively affected, she said, adding that the medicalized gender transitioning was a very temporary, superficial fix for a very complex identity issue. What I'm alarmed at is that you're not willing to say absolutely minors shouldn't be making decisions to amputate their breast or to amputate their genitalia. For most of our history, we believe that minors don't have full rights and the parents need to be involved. So I'm alarmed that you won't say with certainty that minors should not have the ability to make the decision to take hormones that will affect them for the rest of their life. Will you make a more firm decision on whether or not minors should be involved in these decisions? And she's about to answer a second time, guys. She's, she's about to answer a second time. And yes, this is to put in laws that are going to over... Parents won't have a say in this. If, you're, if your son, your daughter, wants to go in to the doctor and ha- let's just say you go in for a checkup and the doctor asks the parent to leave for a moment because they need to speak to your child and the parents are oblivious and say, okay, sure. And they walk in. And the little boy or your little girl say, I don't know. I'm kind of confused about what I am. Can we, is there any way I can take something to make me into a boy or a girl? Is there surgery? 
And those conversations are going to be allowed to happen with what she wants to put through. And Ron Paul asks now a second time the same exact question, what her stance is on this. And this is, again, her response. Senator, uh, transgender medicine is a very complex and nuanced field. Uh, and if confirmed to the position of Assistant Secretary of Health, I would certainly be pleased to come to your office and to talk with you and your staff about the standards of care and the complexity of this field. What let it go into the rest. Guys, she said the same exact answer. She literally gave the same exact answer that she gave the second time. And Ron Paul, he's asking a very simple question. Do you, are you okay with this? And she gives nothing but garbage back to him. What do you got to say, man? What the hell, man? This is such an easy answer. Don't mess with our kids. Don't mess with our kids. Don't do, don't allow this kind of crap. To go on, kids should not. This is obvious. I don't. I don't even have to finish saying the sentence. We all know this is not okay. And all you have to do is stand up there and go, "No, this is this is not okay." But the, the answer that she gives, are you kidding me? This is your shot. This is your opportunity to to, to tell us exactly what you think. And you're too scared, or, or or whatever. I don't know what the reason he or she would have not to just answer the daggum question, man. But it makes me mad. It makes me. It makes me so mad to think about this because you get to thinking about just like you said, a kid going in for an appointment, and maybe that yeah. doctor asked the kid a, uh, you know, a sideways question, and and all of a sudden, the parents not allowed to know about that conversation. It sounds just like the kids in their schools on the Zoom meetings, right? It sounds just like the rest of the indoctrination. Now, what what kind of utopia are they trying to create where kids can just do whatever they want to their bodies without the knowledge of an adult, without having that? Oh man. No, dude, no. As, <laughs> as, fires a, me up. <laughs> as a parent, this should fire you up because what are we what are we seeing, dude, with what's going on with the Rona with this at home learning? Teachers don't want their parents inside their room the kids' rooms while they're teaching. They want them out. They say it's because we don't want to deal with helicopter parents. No, 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 no. We want to make sure that you're not indoctrinating our kids and saying things to our kids that we may not agree with while you spiel you spiel non-educational stuff, but you want to inject your critical race theory or your racist narrative to our, our children that may not be black. We, that's all we, that's what we're talking about. But again, they are, and big tech is doing this right now too, where Google is literally sending kids notifications saying, Hey, your parents checked you on this or you checked your history on that. We're just giving you a heads up. They are literally this system that's being, that they're trying to create is literally pitting Parents against children. You're talking, and actually, I'm going to let Ron Paul just finish his uh, his uh, little fire response back to her because it's absolutely brilliant. And yes, I'm not the biggest fan of Ron Paul, but sometimes he brings the fire, and this is definitely one of those examples. This is the end of the video here. Watch this. Record that the witness refused to answer the question. The question is a very specific one. Should minors be making these momentous decisions? For most of the history of medicine, we wouldn't let you have a cut sewn up in the ER. But you're willing to let a minor take things that prevent their puberty, and you think they get that back? You give a woman testosterone enough that she grows a beard, do you think she's going to go back looking like a woman when you stop the testosterone? You have permanently changed them. Infertility is another problem. None of these drugs have been approved for this. They're all being used off-label. I find it ironic that the left that went nuts over hydroxychloroquine being used possibly for COVID are not alarmed that these hormones are being used off-label. There's no long-term studies. We don't know what happens to them. We do know that there are 
dozens and dozens of people have been through this who who regret that this happened and a permanent change happened to them. And, you know, if you've ever been around children, 14-year-olds can't make this decision. In the gender dysphoria clinic in England, 10% of the kids are between the ages of 3 and 10. We should be outraged that someone's talking to a 3-year-old about changing their sex. I can't vote for you if you can't. And he's done. He's done, man. He's absolutely done with this conversation. He, The fact you couldn't even get a straight answer from this woman that's or whatever she is, whatever it is, you can't get a straight answer on it. And out in England, the majority of the kids' ages that are that are having these dilemmas of what they are are three to ten. My my son's three three years old right now. If he had come up to me, I find it and said, uh, "Daddy, I, I I don't know if I should be a girl or if I'm a girl or not," I can tell you right now we'd have a conversation. But yeah. I can tell you right now, I wouldn't be like, oh, you know what? Let's go talk to our doctor and see what our doctor has to say about this. Because, dude, are you? would you seriously look at your own kid and be like, you know what? Do you want to make an adult decision? Little boy, little girl, do you want to be a girl? Do you want to be a boy? Okay, let's go do this together. Let's go get these, uh, these horm- this hormone therapy. Let's prevent puberty. Let's prevent how God built our human bodies. Let's prevent that. And that's that's why I'm saying this is the party of science hcq was railed against for months and it, people lost their social media accounts for talking about hdq but yet these drugs they want to push to even carry these things out none of them are approved themselves he said they're all off label but we can't talk about hdq that helps that helps that could possibly help um get rid of uh, covid quicker or even prevent it dude it's just what it, I'm speechless right now. <laughs> I know. I know. It makes you sick, don't it? I mean, kids, man, you don't mess with kids. Stop. Stop messing with our kids. This is not the way. This is not the road that we're going to go down. I'll tell you that much. I don't know where the mindset comes from where it, there's no logic to it. None whatsoever, because you're talking about an innocent. You're talking about someone who can't even think right for themselves yet. Someone who probably hasn't even learned how to tie their shoes and you want to allow them to make a decision that's going to affect them for the rest of their life. Yep. I mean, what kind of messed up individuals or generations are we going to be talking about if you allow kids to do stuff like this? This is not the kind of world that should be being built as we speak, where kids are allowed to make these sorts of decisions. I mean, and the parents, there are parents out there that allow this. That's That's the sad part about it she's a pediatrician for a reason. She's, she's in this for a reason because she built a career around families that go to see her. That's, that's what makes me sick is that it exists. And look, I'll, I'll leave anybody else alone to do as, as they will. But when you talk about kids, this is where it, this is where it crosses every line that exists in my mind. You're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. And to put somebody in charge of this over our whole country to, to, for their two cents to even be on the board is outrageous and just ridiculous to me. And I'm not going to accept it. Um, not at all. No, man. And I see a bunch of people in the chat saying, this is why homeschooling is going to be such a big deal. You're damn right. And I know homeschooling parents have said it's, it's hard. It is hard, but you know what? I'd rather deal with that than deal with my kid coming home talking about, you know, somebody said I could be a, a girl. Somebody said I could be a boy. Um, somebody said all oh, white people are racist. To me, that's that. those are roads I don't even want to go down with my own children. I can talk to them as a real 
you know, intelligent human being about what the world is really like. Not this forced Marxist bullshit that they want to feed our kids. And on top of it, you're going to allow children to make these decisions for themselves that are going to permanently change them. Dude, this isn't going to only affect just the individuals themselves. This affects entire families, communities. This affects the way, this is kind of sounds gross, but the way we reproduce, the way we keep having kids. This is what these people want. When you have guys trying to be girls and vice versa, I don't, it's not, I don't even, I don't know if this is possible. I won't, I won't be surprised tomorrow. I find we find out that guys, they made a way for guys become women and to be pregnant at the same time. I'm just waiting for that news headline to break. As far as I know, that's not, that's not possible right now. It's not possible, but my God, man, this is going to, this is going to affect so many different things. And you're going to be seeing with way the Joe Biden wants to bring our country. This is going to be in sports. This is going to be in Boy Scouts. This is you're literally mixing everything. When we get to Clowns of America, guys, you're going to see the kind of shit that they're trying to do with department stores and everything else with all this woke stuff. But we're going to get into the uh, sponsorship right now, guys. We're going to get into Clowns of America. So let's get into that right now. So, guys, I'm still I still got my mom's business, AluluWellness.com. I just finished up her diet myself. Dropped I think it was 24 pounds in just a little over two weeks. Um, you can do this in stages or you can keep going to lose as much weight as you want. I have to do it in stages because I can't diet um, this intense for this many weeks, but many can. Many can. So I want you all guys to go right now. Check out alulawellness.com. Let me get my script up so I can read you guys a little promo here. Breakthrough M2 is a fast, effective, healthy weight loss program that uses homeopathic liquid drops and a structured, balanced diet. The drop support, the body's ability to help clean and get rid of abnormal toxic fat that your body doesn't need, which is the abnormal fat. While on the program, you will take your drops three times a day before breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We use detailed food lists and exact amounts to help you easily plan your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You will drink 90 ounces of water or half your body weight in ounces of water, which is whichever is greater every day. And in five to six weeks, the average weight loss for women is 20 to 25 pounds. Men can lose up to 30 to 40 pounds. Guys, that's just in three weeks. Doing a program teaches you how to make the best decisions for your body that help you keep the weight off. This can be the last diet you ever do. So guys, go check out alulawellness.com. This is what the sign-up sheet will look like. This will give you a free consolation call with a coach that'll answer any and all of your questions about this diet. It's all natural, guys. I've done this diet a couple of times and it's worked every single time and it's all natural. We all need to lose that COVID weight. Spring, summer is coming. We all want to look good in our summer bods. This will absolutely help you get there. So go check it out, guys, and support Patriot businesses. This is also supporting my channel when you go through this. So check it out, guys. I appreciate it. All right, man. I'm ready to do Clowns of America today. Are you good? Uh, yeah, real quick. Heather, thank you. Thank you so much out there. Uh, I really appreciate that. Oh, a donation. Very nice, my friend. Very nice. And I'll check mine, too, over good. All right, we're all caught up on that end. Very good, guys. I'm ready to do Clowns of America. You guys are absolutely going to... Love this with what we got lined up here today, ladies and gentlemen. And here we go. First clown of the night, ladies and gentlemen. This is a school district. I think this was out in Washington. Not a surprise. So this school out in Washington, I find it, opened up in-person classes. Great, right? Yeah. Well, with the uh, with band, with the band in, in this school, they are going full out woke. And they are... They had these students in these tents labeled with numbers. They were socially distanced and intense to the point. This is what it looked like. <laughs> I'm not joking, guys. Oh, 
This poor kid, I, I think this might be a tuba. I could be completely wrong. Yep. But look at this. Look at these kids. They're in these little tents spread out all over the place. And dude, I could not imagine, imagine sending my child to the to a school. Dude, and I played the flute. If this was me playing the flute, I wouldn't be able to fit in here. I'd be like this girl playing the flute uh, all the way down. What do you think about this, dude? What the hell is this? I don't, did they cut, did they cut holes in the bottom for their legs so they could pick it up and walk down the halls? Is that, oh my God, man. And so the parents are letting this happen too? Or, or do they all think that this is okay? This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen, man. I've, I've never seen something like this. What is going on? I just showed my wife and she just shook her head and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way in hell, guys, I'd ever let my kids do this. How how can you be? I mean, I get it. People, kid, parents have work. I totally get it. But, dude, I saw this story and I could not believe it. And, of course, here's my son making the parents now. And I saw this little meme. Yeah, there you are, buddy. I saw this meme uh, real quick. It says, evolution of man it's monkeys walking up to adults into these tents and the guy, the human says, go back. We fucked up everything. <laughs> I can't help it, guys. It's just too funny. It's just too funny. But that's clown number one, guys. Clown number two. Speaking of um, not speaking of encouraging not having your parents involved with your kids, you guys didn't know New Jersey legalized marijuana, which to me is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to me personally. I think alcohol is worse than uh, than what we what we can bring to you. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. So Pennsylvania is also putting legislature also to legalize marijuana. It should we should have never been uh, banned and uh, outlawed in the first place. That's a whole different story for a different day. But look at this, guys. This is out in New Jersey. So this was legalized and. There has been a new order put out to police. And this new order is, if police see your underage son or daughter smoking weed or drinking alcohol, they can no longer detain them and call you to come get them. The decriminalization, uh, decriminalization bill specifically bars police from telling you they found your child smoking or drinking. In fact, officers could face criminal penalties themselves if they do tell you. It requires them to issue a warning on a first offense for a second offense you would be notified if the child is under 18. A third offense triggers referral to a drug education or treatment. Dude, what what are cops going to be doing now on beaches and everything else? Especially if, uh, if everything starts opening up soon, which I, I do have a feeling it's going to. But literally, cops are being told if you see this, you really you really can't do anything. And if you do anything that's uh, that's not abiding by this law, they themselves can be charged for criminal uh, criminal penalties and on top of it parents they don't have to tell you how does that make you feel man uh that makes me feel like it's again encroaching upon the parents uh you know ability to just be involved in their kids life no matter what's happening um exactly i live in I, again y'all y'all can probably hear it by now but i live in the south and down here Normally in small town America, if you get pulled over and you've had a few, uh, the cop's likely just going to call your dad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, if, if he knows you at all, he's just going to call your parents or call your buddy or somebody like that and be like, hey, man, come pick him up. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get the car home. Just come pick him up. That's the kind of thing that, that we grew up with if, if something happened like that, if it wasn't too, too bad, you know. But 
you're talking about they don't even have to tell the parents about any of this no that that's uh that's pretty nuts and and i don't think that that's going to lead to a place where uh, again it gives kids more more power the ones that want to go out and and do these things and get away with everything that they can uh absolutely dude absolutely why why the attacks on the parents you know i remember whenever they they started saying you can't spank your children anymore you remember that so what why the attack on the parents for trying to be parents what's what's up with this dude that's what i'm saying there is a campaign out there used in so many different things that are going after going after the parents and the parent child relationship and they're cutting the parents out and it even says in here the uh I'll show it to you. The criminal penalties police face if they violate the new uh, new laws already has them wary of doing anything. The police union leaders are advising police to not approach anyone they see using weed in public until this new until the new rules are clarified. And even the near uh, the near New Jersey State Police Benevolent Association is calling this law treacherous, a uh, treacherous and an advisory to members. It's an absolute joke, man. But these this is what I'm saying. This this law. This law that they're trying to do, that is that are, New Jersey, you're clown number two. Number three today, man, everyone's getting woke with the uh, transgender rights, and <laughs> including Hasbro. They are now rolling out a gender-neutral Mr. Potato Head. Now it's just Potato Head, and we cannot have Mrs. or Mr. anymore. And this is a, this is a response to uh, where we are, because, again, 2021 told 2020, look, hold my beer. We're going to be as woke as possible, dude. What do you think about this? <laughs> so, so they take away Aunt Jamama, right? And now they're going after Mr. Potato Head. I mean, look, I'm just going to tell everybody right now. This kind of stuff makes me laugh my ass off because the way that you fight this is just to keep using the regular terms. You don't, you don't have to do <laughs> what they're saying. I don't care what it says on the box. It's Mr. Potato Head. It's always going to be Mr. Potato Head. And if it's a Mrs. Potato Head, we're going to call it Mrs. Potato Head. <laughs> well, dude, I, I, you, you've seen Toy Story, right? Oh, yeah. Are they going to cancel the Toy Story movies? Is Disney oh, going to cancel this? To- are they going to uh, cut out the scenes of Mr. Potato Head? Or are they going to install a gender-neutral Potato Head in the, all the other movies? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah, they no, they're going to go back. They have to erase all the movies. They have to attack everything that's ever existed that had a Mr. and Mrs. in front of it. That's... <laughs> That's their goal in life is to do that. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. And the fourth clown for today, keeping in the same subject, man, California. Again, this California bill, if it passes, would fine retailers $1,000 for having boy and girl departments. And I can tell you right now, guys, if you're shopping for somebody and you have a girl or a boy, you go to the section that's a girl and you go to the section that's a boy. Now, if this bill passes, they want everything combined all together. You can't you can't separate anymore. Girls and boy has to be together, and if they don't, it's going to be thousand thousand dollar fines. This is guys, we are living in a clown world. This is why we call this segment "Clowns of America." Man, do you have anything on this before we get to the last clown? So- so in, in, in a few years, are we going to walk into Walmart and I'm going to try to go, you know, like maybe I'll have a little boy and I'm going to go try to buy him a baseball shirt and it's going to have like a frilly tutu bottom to it or something. What, what is, what's the mix that they're trying to go with here where you're not allowed to have boy and girl departments? I can only imagine the lines of clothing that they're going to try to bring out too. I'm telling you, save your clothes out there. You're not going to have any to buy. The thing is, man, where I haven't, 
I live out here in New York. Nobody's outraged that there's boys and girls sections. I have not, I have not seen anybody outraged about any of this stuff. So where is it coming from? Where is this know. stuff coming from? It's coming from these people due to that power that want to destroy uh, the family. That's what I think. But guys, last clown of the night. She might make this list multiple times, but you guys heard me and Method talking about yesterday how they want to ban Grand Theft Auto because it's encouraging carjackings. Um, I think that was out of Chicago. I'm pretty sure that was out of Chicago, but remember I said, remember I said there's got to be something going on where Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, um, would want to cancel a video game and blame that instead of her own shitty leadership. Um, this report here from Breitbart, Lori Lightfoot, Chicago, ranked most corrupt city in America. There you have it. There you have it. But guess what, guys? You know what's to blame? It's all these uh, it's all these video games. Grand Theft Auto. Carjackings. You know, that you can kill police in those. That, that's why. That's why we have all these problems in America, man. And this is why Lori Lightfoot's the last clown of the day. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, I'm going to have to give her a call, man. I just had another idea. You know, she's going to have to come up with another COVID cowboy. That's the problem. That's the problem. She didn't have enough costumes to wear. That, that must have been it. You know, I think she could fix it all if she just had another costume. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Absolutely crazy, guys. Absolutely crazy. And, buddy, that's going to wrap up our Clowns of America today. Can you clap? Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, buddy. Do you want to change your gender? No? Okay, good. High five. <laughs> <laughs> unreal guys absolutely unreal so thank you guys for hanging out it's been a great time i just want to make sure i didn't miss any donations coming through here and we are all good we are all good guys thank you so much for hanging out tonight so guys we covered a lot of stuff we covered a lot of stuff and guys this isn't easy doing these shows um with with all the negative stuff going on so i'm making these new segments to bring some humor to it so we can laugh a little bit more and we're probably gonna have more reaction videos like the one we did today um, because they just they're they're so good to go over and just laugh at and to uh, just to pick pick apart with a fine tooth comb and it's just fun it's just absolutely fun so I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we are and all that good stuff so guys before you head out before you head out make sure if you want to continue to to help the show grow to sponsor the show go to the wokesocieties.com store or you can go right to my store tab guys my video replays are here as well and if you want to donate to the show. Everything is right there on my website, wokesocieties.com. You guys can, all all the things are there for you. You can check out all the new merch. The new stuff that we had is the Drunk Society's uh, line of hoodies, the hooded t-shirt, the v-necks, all that good stuff. Drunk Wives Matter, Trump won, all the mugs. We're going to be getting some new, some new right now. We even have some on sale right now for some mugs, Orange Man Rad and Pepe Coffee, and the Drunk Society's Beer Stein. All that good stuff is there, the hats. The uh, magnets, all that stuff, it's all there for you guys. Get yourself a perfect gift for yourself, your friend, family member, all that stuff. And, of course, guys, check out WokeSocieties.tv. This is a membership um, because Subscribestar, for whatever reason, hates me. They will not allow me to need an account with them. I have no idea why. Don't know what their problem is. So we have WokeSocieties.tv. It's cheaper than a Netflix subscription, or you can sign up for an entire year. This gives you access right now to watching us on the Roku and right now, it also gives you access to a private Telegram chat that you guys have access to me anytime to discuss anything that's going on. And that's also a perk I just added today. I already sent out all that stuff to my WokeSize.TV members. They're in the chat and we're talking throughout the day. It's an awesome little perk. 
that you get when you sign up for this. So go check it out. And guys, you've been killing it with the uh, the donations to the baby shower, which we're going to open at some point. We're going to set a date for me and Mrs. Woke to open everything you guys sent to us um, for that. So we appreciate it all, guys. You are awesome. Absolutely awesome. So I find, is there any uh, last remaining remarks you got before we head out tonight? Uh, man, I just can't wait to see that baby shower. That's going to be the coolest thing to see it online, see all open up all of y'all's stuff. Uh, I'm I'm actually pretty excited about that as much as I am about the next Trunk Society's watching you get up there. Yeah, that's that one of my favorite things in the world. I hope everybody tunes in for one of those if you hadn't seen it before. Oh, dude, the last one was a doozy. The last one oh, was yeah. a doozy. Uh, I was not. The thing is, I don't I don't go into these into those with anything planned. I just go with where uh, with where my mind goes <laughs> with the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> induced and we talked about how we lost our v card that was uh that, that was a fun one that was a yeah. really good one some people couldn't handle it but it was it was worth the wait it was absolutely <laughs> worth it it was fun oh yeah but yeah man i just want to tell the woke fam i love y'all i see the love out there in the chats uh i'm loving this so much just getting to come home and hang out with everybody and uh and do this um it's something that i've been wanting to do for a while and i'm, I'm so glad that scott gave me the opportunity thanks brother for getting on here and and uh and just being with y'all y'all are my favorite always have been awesome man well it's been a it's been a great uh pleasure having you here it's been fun man it's we're gonna continue doing this so that's what we got ladies and gentlemen that's what we got buddy daddy's all done so what do i have coming up i have we learned that scott loves nickelback tiffany blue is asking for a fight right now <laughs> that is definitely that's fake news that is definitely fake news so guys i'm gonna have jr majewski and season pick season pixels the guys from ear candy that are on foxhole at 11 o'clock eastern on most nights i believe um he's gonna be on both of them are gonna be on with me tomorrow night at 7 p.m eastern talking about his future run in congress and uh just talking about just talking about the world again with two uh woke dudes as you could say the good woke not the bad one so that is coming up tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern. You guys can expect us again on Saturday night at 6 p.m. Eastern again for your regular live stream show from this channel. It's been great, guys. I see your support out on Foxhole, on DLive, on the Roku, on Hub. So many things, so many platforms, and it's going to continue growing, guys. And we're going to keep this train rolling, and we're going to be just fine. So, guys, keep stay positive, right? Stay safe, stay strong, and stay Woke. Goodbye, everybody.